Okay, so basically I'm gonna give you almost all of Act 5 here. Since we have the time, we might as well do that. So Act 5 of Hamlet, dramatic conclusion. I will pause it every now and then. At this point, I'm gonna mostly let it roll, okay? We can hit the lights, that'd be great. There he is. A wizard is never late. Why might not that be the skull of a lawyer? Where be his quidits now? His quidits, his cases, his tenures, and his tricks. Why does he suffer this rude knave now to knock him about the sconce with that dirty shovel and will not tell him of his action of battering? So this fellow might be in time a great buyer of lands with his statutes, his recognizances, his fines, his double vouchers, his recoveries. This is the fine of his fines and the recovery of his recoveries. Has anybody ever held a real human skull? Yeah, a real one? His vouchers, voucher no Where? Anatomy. But it was the real one. Yeah. Oh, awesome. You guys got to do it. I've never held a real one. I've held plastic ones. What's it like? Nasty. I don't think about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. There you go. One of his purchases and double ones too. The length and breadth of a pair of indentures. The very conveyances of his land will scarcely lie in this box. And must the inheritor himself have no more, huh? Not a jot more, my lord. Is not parchment made of sheepskins? Aye, my lord. And of calfskins, too. They are sheep and calves which seek out assurance in that. I will speak to this fellow. Remember, how's Hammy doing? He's doing fine. He's Who's different. Who's this, sir? Mine, sir. Yeah, right? Is that where he's lying? I think it'd be thine indeed, for thou liest int. You uh, lie out, sir, and therefore it is not yours. For my part, I do not lie int, and yet it is mine. Thou dost lie int to be int, and say tis thine. Tis for the dead, not for the quick, therefore thou liest. Tis a quick lie, sir. Pull away again from me to you. What man dost thou dig it for? For no man, sir. For what woman? For none neither. Who is to be buried in? One that was a woman, sir, but rest her soul, she's dead. <laughs> How absolute the knave is. We must speak by the card or equivocation will undo us. By the Lord, Horatio, these three years I have taken note of it. The age has grown so picked. The toe of the peasant comes so near the heel of the courtier. He galls his kind. How long hast thou been a grave maker? Of all the days in the year, so I came to it that day that our last king, Hamlet, or King Fortinbras. How long is that since? Cannot you tell that? Every fool can tell that. It was the very day that young Hamlet was born. Oh. Either was mad and sent into England. Oh, I marry. Why was he sent into England? <laughs> Why? Because he was mad. He shall recover his wits there, or if he do not, there's no great matter there. Why? It will not be seen in him there. There the men are as mad as he. Dig on English. Mad. Very strangely, they say. How strangely. Faith, even with losing his wits. Upon what ground? By here in Denmark. <laughs> so good. So good. I've been sexing here man and boy for 30 years. How long will a man lie in the earth ere he rot? In faith, 
If he be not rotten before he die, ah. as we have many pocky corpses nowadays that are scarce holder laying in, he will last you some eight year or nine year. A ten will last you nine year. Why he more than Tanner. a month? Why, sir, his, his hide is so tanned with his trade that he will keep out water a great while. And your water is a sword to tear your horse and dead body. Horse and dead body. This has lain in the earth three and twenty years. Whose was it? Horse and mad fellows it was. Whose do you think it was? Nay, I know not. <laughs> Pestilence on him from mad rogue. He poured a flagon of Rhenish on my head once. Eh? The same skull, sir, was Yorick's skull. Hey! The king's jester. Oh! Look at him. What? Yes. In that? Let me see. There it is. Famous, right? He's holding it, staring death in the face. Poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. A fellow of infinite jest, of the most excellent fancy. He hath borne me on his back a thousand times. And now, how abhorred in my imagination it is. My gorge rises at it. Look at little Haley. <laughs> I have kissed I know not how oft. Where be your jibes now? Huh. Your gambles, your songs, your flashes of merriment that were wont to set the table before. Not one now to mock your own grinning. Huh. Quite chop fool. Huh. Now get you to my lady's chamber. Tell her, let her paint an inch thick. To this favor she must come. Ooh. Make her laugh at that. Pretty Orisha, tell me one thing. What's that, my lord? Dost thou think Alexander looked at this fashion of the earth? Mean so. It smelt so. Mean <laughs> so, my lord. Huh. To what base uses we may return, Orisha. I may not imagination trace the noble dust of Alexander to find it stopping a bunghole. Uh, to consider too curiously to consider so. No, faith, not a jot, but to follow him thither with modesty enough and likelihood to lead it as thus. Alexander died, Alexander was buried, Alexander returneth to dust, the dust is earth. Of earth we make loam, and why of that loam whereto he was converted might they not stop a beer barrel? Imperious Caesar, dead and turned to clay, might stop a hole to keep the wind away. <laughs> but that earth, which kept the world in awe, should patch a wall to expel the winter's floor.
Page 330, 331, if you want to follow. He does not know this, right? What ceremony else? That is Laertes, a very noble youth and world. What ceremony else? Her obsequies have been as far enlarged as we had warranties. Her death was doubtful. And by that great commander who sways the order. She should in ground unsanctified have lodged till the last trumpet. For charitable prayer, shards, flints, and battles should be thrown on her. Yet here she has her virgin rites and her maiden strumments and the bringing home of bell and burial. Must there no more be done? No more be done. We should profane the service of the dead to sing sage requiem and such rest to her as to feast parted souls. Lay her in the earth. And from her fair and unpolluted flesh may violets spring. I tell thee, churlish priest, a ministering angel shall my sister be when thou liest howling. What? Fair Ophelia. Sweet, sweet. Farewell. I hoped thou shouldst have been my Hamlet's wife. Uh. I thought thy bride bed to have dead. Sweet maid, and not strewed thy grave. Oh, treble woe. Fall ten times treble on that cursed head whose wicked deed thy most ingenious sense deprived thee of. Hold up the earth a while till I have caught her once more in my arms. your dust upon the quick and dental of this flatter mountain you have made to earth of old Pelion on the skyish head of blue Olympus. What is he whose grief bears such an emphasis? Oh, baby. Whose phrase of sorrow conjures the wandering stars and makes them stand like wonder-wounded hearers. This is I, Hamlet the Dane. The devil take thy soul. <laughs> Mark Bryast, not well. I pretty take thy fingers from my throat, although I am not splenative and rash. Yet have I hid me something which let thy wisdom fear. Hold off thy hand! Pack them asunder! Hamlet! Hamlet! Good my lord, be quiet. Why, I will fight with him upon this theme until my eyelids will no longer wag. Oh, my son, what theme? I loved Ophelia! Forty thousand brothers could not with all their quantity of love make up my sum. What will that do for her? Oh, God, he is madly at ease. The love of God will bear him. Would show me what that do. Would weep, would fight, huh? would fast, would tear thyself, would drink up. I shall eat a crocodile. I'll do it. Does thou come here to whine, to outface me with leaping in her grave? Be buried quick with her, and so will I. And if thou prate of mountains, let them throw millions of acres on us, till our ground, singeing his pate against the burning zone, make ossa like a wart, nay, a thou's mouth. I'll rant as well as thou. This is mere madness. And thus a while a bit will work on him. Anon, as patient as the female dove, when that her golden couplets are disclosed, his silence will sit drooping. Here you see. What is the reason that you use me thus? I loved you ever. But it is no matter. Let Hercules himself do what he may. 
The cat will mew, and dog will have his day. So they're calling him crazy again, although is he crazy here? Apparently you've got a ratio of weight upon him. So. I think he's just overwhelmed. Strengthen your patience in our last night's speech will put the matter to the present proof. Good Gertrude. Set some watch over your son. Huh. Your son? This grave shall have a living monument. An hour of quiet shortly shall we see. Till then, in patience. I proceed in Okay, here we go. It's quite the house. <laughs> So much for this, sir. Now shall you see the other. You do remember all the circumstances. Remember it, my lord. Sir, in my heart there was a kind of fighting that would not let me sleep. Methought I lay worse than the mutines in the Bilbos. Rashly and praised be rashness for it. Let us know our indiscretions sometimes serve us well when our deep plots do pull. And that should learn us. There's a divinity that shapes our ends. Uh Got it. He's sharing the story of the pirates. He's different, right? The guy's different in this. Hopefully we've seen that and we've talked through it. So now he's explaining this whole process. And there's that line. Rough hew them how we will. That is most certain. Up from my cabin, my sea gown scarfed about me in the dark, groped I to find out them, had my desire, fingered their packet, and in fine, withdrew to mine own room again, making so bold my... Fears for getting manners to unseal their grand commission where I found Horatio. Ah, royal knavery. An exact command, larded with many several sorts of reasons, importing Denmark's health and England's too. Oh, such bugs and goblins in my life that on the supervised, no leisure baited, no, not to stay the grinding of the axe. My head should be struck off. Hey! Is possible? Here's the commission. Read it at more leisure. But wilt thou hear now how I did proceed? I beseech you. Being thus binetted round with villainies, ere I could make a prologue to my brains, they had begun the play. I sat me down, devised a new commission, wrote it fair. <laughs> I once did hold it as our statists do, a baseness to write fair, and laboured much hard to forget that learning. But, sir, now... It did me yeoman service. Would thou know the effect of what I wrote? Aye, good my lord. An earnest conjuration from the king. As England was his faithful tributary, as love between them like the palm might flourish, as peace should still her wheaten garland wear, and stand a comma between their amities, and many such like asses of great charge, that on the view and know of these contents, without debatement further, more or less, he should those bearers put to sudden death not shriving time allowed how was the seal why even in that was heaven ordinate i had my father's signet in my purse uh we catching this he wrote letters as though he was what the king and in his bag he has what the king's signet ring 
So he is now assuming the authority of the king. He's speaking like a king. He's giving commands like a king. He's stepping into what? His role, his identity, his true identity. Hamlet, prince of Denmark, now is acting like king of Denmark, which is what he should be. Fair enough? Kind of cool to see that step. Which was the model of that Danish seal. Folded the writ up in the form of the other, subscribed it, gave the impression, placed it safely. The changeling never known. Now the next day was our sea fight, and what to this was sequent thou knowest already. So, Guldenstern and Rosencrantz go to Why, man, they did make love to this employment. They are not near my conscience. Their defeat does by their own insinuation grow. It is dangerous when the baser nature comes between the pass and fell incensed points of mighty opposites. Why, what a king is this? Does it not think thee stand me now upon? He that hath killed my king and whored my mother, <laughs> popped in between the election and my hopes, thrown out his angle for my proper life, and with such cousinage, is not perfect conscience to quit him with this arm, and is not to be damned to let this canker of our nature come in further evil? He's like, this can't keep going, right? Like, look at the list of where Claudius has gone in this, how far he's already gone. And does he, Samuel's not even aware of the fact of the, the poison that's coming. Fair enough? All right. It must be shortly known to him from England. What is the issue of the business there? It will be short. Yeah, it's coming back. The interim is mine. And a man's life, no more than to say one. So he's got a little window of time. Before I'm very sorry, good Horatio, that to Laertes I forgot myself. For by the image of my cause I see the portraiture of his. Yeah, he's realizing it. I'll court his favors. But sure, the bravery of his grief did put me into a towering passion. Peace. Who comes here? <laughs> 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 Your lordship is right. Welcome back to Denmark. I humbly thank you, sir. Dost know this waterfly? No, my good lord. My oh. state is the more gracious, but is a vice. Comic relief. He hath much land and fertile. Let a beast be lord of beasts, and his crib shall stand at the king's mess. Tis a chuff, but as I say, spacious in the possession of dirt. Sweet lord, if your friendship would leisure, I should impart a thing to you from his majesty. I will receive it, sir, with all diligence of spirit. Uh, put your bonnet to its right use, tis for the head. I thank your lordship, but it is very hot. No, believe me, it is very cold. The wind is northerly. It is indifferent cold, my lord, <laughs> indeed. But yet methinks tis very sultry and hot for my complexion. <laughs> Exceedingly, my lord. It is very sultry, as twere I cannot tell how. <laughs> but, my lord, his majesty bade me signify to you that he hath laid a great wager on your head. Sir, this is the matter. I beseech you, remember. Nay, good my lord, for mine ease and good faith. Sir, here is newly come to court Laertes. <laughs> Believe me, an absolute gentleman. Full of most excellent differences, a very soft society, and great showing. Indeed, to speak feelingly of him, he is the card or calendar of gentry. For you shall find in him 
The continent of what part a gentleman would see. Sir, his definement suffers no perdition in you, though I know to divide him inventorially would dizzy the arithmetic of memory, and yet but your neither in respect of his quick sales. But in the verity of extolment, I take him to be a soul of great article, and his infusion of such dearth and rareness as to make true diction of him. His semblable is his mirror, and who else would trace him? His umbrage, nothing more. Your lordship speaks most infallibly of him. <laughs> The concernancy, sir? Why do we wrap the gentleman in our more raw uh, breath? Sir, it's not possible to understand in another tongue. You will to it, sir, really. What imports the nomination of this gentleman? Of Laertes? It's his purse is empty already. All his golden words are spent. Of him, sir. I know you're not ignorant. I would you did, sir. Yet in faith, if you did, it would not much approve me. Well, sir? You're not ignorant of what excellence Laertes is. I dare not confess that, lest I should compare with him in excellence. But to know a man well would to know himself? I mean, sir, for his weapon. But in the imputation laid on him by them and his mead, he's unfellowed. What's his weapon? Regular dagger. That's two of his weapons, but well. <laughs> the king, sir, hath wagered with him six Barbary horses. Against the which he has imposed, imposed, as I take it, six French rapiers and poignards with their assigns as girdle, hanger, or so. Three of the carriage in faith carriage. are very dear to fancy, very responsive to the hilts. Most delicate carriage, and a very liberal conceit. What call you the carriage? And you must be edified by the margin air you had done. The carriages, sir, are they hangers? Carriages, the phrase would be more germane to the matter if we could carry cannon by our sides. I would it might be hangers till then. <laughs> but on, six Barbary horses against six French swords, there are signs and three liberal conceited carriage. Carriage. <laughs> That's the French bet against the Danish. Why is this imponed, as you call it? The king, sir hath laid, sir, that in a dozen passes between you and him, he shall not exceed you three hits. He hath laid on twelve for nine, and it would come to immediate trial if your lordship would vouchsafe the answer. So, How if I answer no? Big bet. I mean, my lord, the opposition of your person in trial. Sir, I will walk here in the hall, if it please his majesty. It is the breathing time of day with me. Let the foils be brought, the gentleman willing, and the king hold his purpose. I will win for him, and I can. If not, I shall gain nothing but my shame and the odd hits. Shall I re-deliver you in, sir? To this effect, sir, after what flourish your nature will. Uh, all of that to say, what kind of duel is this? Yeah, and like they laid it on over and over and over and kind of making it silly a little bit, trying to lighten the air, comic relief, but also this is supposed to just be a gentleman's duel. Claudius bet on the odds for Hamlet to win. They put carriages and all this other stuff on the, on the table, right? So making it a big flourish. We ready? I commend Carry my on. duty to your lordship. Yours, yours. Um... Well, commended himself, there are no tongues else for his turn. Oh, this lapwing runs away with a shell on his head. He did comply with his dug before he sucked it. Thus has he and many more of the same bevy that I know the drossy age dotes on. Only got the tune of the time and outward habit of encounter. 
a kind of yeasty collection which carries them through and through the most fanned and winnowed opinions and do but blow them to their trial, the bubbles are out. All right, page 344. Everybody go there in your book. We got all... I want you to catch this now. It's all led, led up to this. His Majesty commended him to you by young Osric, who brings back to him that you attend him in the hall. He sends to know if your pleasure holds to play with Laertes, or that you will take longer time. I am constant to my purposes. They follow the king's pleasure if his fitness speaks. Mine is ready, now or whensoever, provided I be so able as now. The king and queen and all are coming down. In happy time. The queen desires you to some gentle entertainment to Laertes before you fall to play. She well instructs me. Here you go. You will lose this wager, my lord. I do not think so. Since he went into France, I have been in continual practice. I shall win the odds. Thou wouldst not think how ill all's here about my heart. But it is no matter. Nay, good my lord, tis but foolery. It is such a kind of gain giving as would perhaps trouble a woman. If your mind dislike anything, obey it. I will forestall thy repair hither and say you are not fit. Not a whit. We defy augury. There is a special providence in the fall of a sparrow. If it be now, it is not to come. If it be not to come, it will be now. If it be not now, Yet it will come. The readiness is all. Since no man knows aught of what he leaves. What is to leave betimes? Let be. Ah, oh, brother's got a hug right there. Look at that, all right? And we get it. Culmination of so much in this play. Did revenge work? No. No. <laughs> revenge didn't work. We even have him contemplating suicide in Act 1, and then we potentially have a suicide in this play. And is that is that producing good fruit? Did that work? No. Polonius trying to be in control of everything, trying to meddle in everything. Did that work? No. <laughs> no. Like, see what's going on? We have this whole thing. What's the antidote to all this poison? What's the solution? What's the key to unlocking all of this? Yeah. What's the next line? Give me your pardon, sir. I've done you wrong. Hamlet gets there. The last scene of the play. He gets there. Uh, please forgive me, Laertes. I hurt you. I'm sorry. You get this great line. I've shot my arrow over the house and hurt my brother. I'm so sorry. Got it. Now, 
Unfortunately, what are all the consequences going to do here when you make those poor decisions? Sometimes we can avoid those consequences, but often we have to face the wind, right? I mean, he killed Polonius. Yeah. What if, right now, what if Laertes says, I forgive you, Hamlet. You know what? I'm sorry. And he, he wipes the poison off and tells Claudius not to do it. What what would who would be dead right now? Laertes, Ophelia, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern. Got it? So we still we already have four. Not Laertes, sorry. Polonius. Polonius, Ophelia, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern. So we have four, right? So if right now, what if they said, yes, you know what, forgiveness is more powerful, let's call it a day, right? But do they do that? Does Laertes do that? Does Claudius do that? No, they don't. So watch what happens in the literally last 20 minutes of this play. Oh, baby. All right. Um, is Hamlet, you guys think Hamlet is ready? Uh, look at the character development. You think he's ready to die? Yeah. Not a wit. We defy agree. There's special providence in the fall of a sparrow. This is what I love. Even in the Oxford, so secular university, even in the Oxford footnotes, they can't deny that this is a direct quote from Matthew. Right? It's right there. That is, there's nobody else on the planet he's quoting. It is Jesus. And that is, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear. Right? God cares about little birds. <laughs> the annoying little sparrow he loves. He cares about the sparrow. Right? Which I don't think they're annoying, but that's what their reputation is. <laughs> this, this, the tiniest little bird, God cares about that. Does God care about Hamlet? Is he in control? Does he see? Can God handle all this? So maybe we should let God be in control. Yeah. Do you think Hamlet is at that point at uh, like at Ophelia's funeral? I do. What about you? So you think he was just more overwhelmed? So that's why he's like. Yeah. I mean, you asked what I think. There's lots of ways to go there. Um, I personally think he really loved her, and he's just he's realizing the consequences of pretending to be crazy. Yeah. The collateral damage in all this. But that's my personal opinion. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, like, before that, you know how he's talking about, like, Caesar and Alexander yeah. and yeah. Arrogant as well. That's, like, I feel like now at this point, he's found, like, meaning in this, even though we turned the dust. Yeah, I think so, too. I agree. I bet Ophelia's death added to that the weight of needing to find meaning, yeah. even though we're just all going to die. Yeah, and I think that's why the past 20 minutes, it was pretty mellow with a lot of language, but that's the processing. The processing is happening here of Caesar turns to dust. We better make sure we make our lives meaningful and that we attach it to purpose, especially kingdom purpose, which is why he, like, he quotes Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, it's a big deal. Let be. We good? All right, here we go. The fencing scene. 
I love the hug, actually. I think that's pretty cool. have heard how I am punished with a sore distraction. What I have done that might your nature, honor, and exception roughly awake, I oh, hear wait. proclaim was madness. Who's that? Fortinbras oh, with an army. Oh, oops. He was just going to do what? I was just going to pass through Denmark to get to the other guys. The other guys on the uh, peninsula. He still wants. So Hamlet, Hamlet inside the living room has found forgiveness and has realized revenge doesn't work. Do you think Fortinbras has learned that lesson? Yeah, no. I don't think so. Yeah, go ahead. Norway. You kill my father? Prepare to die. <laughs> Wait, so who does he want to kill? Hamlet. Yeah, because Hamlet's dad killed his dad. Yeah. Yeah, he wants revenge. I want to play. I want to paint something here real quick for you. It's for me the overarching image of the whole play. Fort Bras is attacking this castle. He's attacking this country. He's bringing war onto it from outside. What's going on inside the living room? What are they doing? Killing They're killing each other. They're fighting. Inside the family, the families fighting each other, are they able to protect themselves from external attack? Are they even aware? Now, when we think about that physically, you get to watch it. What about spiritually? What about relationally? What about emotionally? When families are fighting each other, can they fight off the enemy? When we have war in our living room, <laughs> are we able to deal with the war from without coming in? The, this to me is the dramatic exclamation point on this whole thing. The tragedy is that when our families fight each other, we destroy ourselves from the inside out and we can't protect ourselves from outside attack. And so it makes it easy for the enemy to just literally, like literally, he's literally just gonna walk in and sit on the throne. The family destroyed itself. The enemy didn't have to do anything. Think of that spiritually. Right? Was Hamlet wronged Laertes? Never Hamlet. If Hamlet from himself be taken away and when he's not himself does wrong Laertes, then Hamlet does it not. Hamlet denies it. Yeah. Oops. It? His madness. If to be so, Hamlet is of the faction that is wrong. Are they prepared? His Are they ready for that? Hamlet's enemy. Sir, in this audience, let my disclaiming from a purposed evil free me so far in your most generous thoughts that I have shot mine arrow o'er the house and hurt my brother. The great line. I am satisfied in nature, whose motive in this case should stir me most to my revenge. But in my terms of honor, 
I stand aloof and will no reconcilement. Nope. Until by some elder masters of known honor I have a voice and precedent of peace to keep my name ungored. Nah. But till that time, I do receive your offered love like love. And will not wrong it. I do embrace it freely. And will this brother's wager frankly say? play? See, so I know you're trying to show me love, so I'll at least receive your love. But my honor? No way. Right? And if he does say this, until some some higher authority kind of forces me to relinquish the honor thing, which we'll see what happens in a few more minutes. <laughs> Fair enough. It's kind of like Shakespeare, second. Yeah, interesting. All right, we good? Give us the floor. Come on. I like Come Hamlet here. He's I'll light. He's happy. In my Ooh, ignorance, he's joking around. Shall like a star in the darkest night. Stick fiery off, indeed. You mock me, sir. No. By this hand. Give them the foils, young Oswick. Cousin Hamlet, you know the wager. Very well, my lord. Your grace has laid the odds of the weaker side. I do not fear it. I have seen you both. But since he is bettered, we have, therefore, odds. This one's too heavy. Let me see another. This likes me well. These uh, foils have all a length. Aye, my good lord. Set me the soups of wine upon that table. If Hamlet give the first or second hit, or quit in answer of the third exchange, let all the battlements and ordnance fire. The king shall drink to Hamlet's better breath. And in the cup, an yeah. union shall he throw. What is it, though? Richer than that which four successive kings in Poison. Denmark's crown have worn. Give me the cup. And at the kettle of the trumpet speak, the trumpet to the cannoneer without, the cannons to the heavens, the heaven to earth. Now the king drinks. So watch. To Hamlet. He'll drink it, but then do what? Put the pearl in. Come, begin. And you, the judges, bear a wary eye. Come on, sir. Come, my lord. Drinks it and poison. Give him the cup. But I'll play this bag first. Set it by a while. He just did what? Poison. Disobeyed the king. Interesting. <laughs> right? That saved his life. Look at how awkward that is. And he has to do what? He's got to grab it. He's like, yeah, someone better hold on to this. Oh, yeah, right? We're getting attacked. <laughs> well, we fight each other inside, we're getting attacked on the outside. Oh, uh, oh. I saw some of you like this yesterday. Oh, oh, block, parry. Oh, nice block. Very, very good. Oh, hey. <laughs> Yeah. 
say you! A touch, a touch, I do confess. Hey! Down to the studio. Studio, two zero. Our son shall win. He's fat and oh. scant oh. of oh. breath. Oh. Here, take my napkin, rub thy brows. The queen carouses to thy fortune, Hamlet. Good man. Don't you! Do not drink. Uh. I will, my lord. <laughs> I pray you pardon me. Oh! Oh, no. She dead. What's uh, she drinking? She wait, wait. Does he love her? No. What? He's letting her what? Die. He's, wait, by the way, how did he kill Hamlet's dad? And what did he just do? He just killed Hamlet's mom. With poison. With poison. If he really loved her, what would he do? Stop her. Come on. Which, by the way, she just totally what? He said not to drink and what'd she do? She disobeyed him and then said, oh, forgive me. Oh, man. With forgiveness in there? Sure, she did. Oh, Claudius. What's up with this dude? He killed Hamlet's mom and dad. I dare not drink yet, madam. By and by. Look at that. He refuses Come. to drink again. Let me wipe like this. Oh, what's that? Poison. Poison. Oh, ostrich sauce on it. He's like, I, don't yeah, I doubt it. You're not good enough to hit him. Uh, and yet it's almost against my conscience. Then don't do it, right? Come on, right? It's against his conscience. Like, don't do it. Could he obey that? Okay, oh. Uh oh. Attack! <laughs> oh well. What? Yeah. I pray you, pass with your best violence. Uh, I am afeard you make a wanton of me. <laughs> joking around. Say you so. Oh, what did he just do? Wait, he just did what though? He just killed Hamlet. Which is against all these rules. So now it's personal. How's mommy doing? You realize that he's using a real foil, not a blunted one. Somehow, somehow they have to switch foils, and Hamlet realizes, wait, that's a real one with something on it. So he gives him the blunt one, and now he's like, oh shoot. But now if Laertes gets hit, what does he know? Yeah, he's gonna get poisoned. Now he's freaked out. We should have acted this out in the library. Up top. Here we come. How's mommy?
just died. Why has a wood cop to mine own spring, Josric? I am justly killed with mine own treachery. Oh. How does the queen? She swoons uh, to see them bleed. And you hear that? It's like, oh, she just fainted because of all the blood. Is that what's going on? No. Uh, no. No. Here it is. Drink. Drink. Oh, my dear Hamlet, the drink, the drink. I'm poisoned. Mommy's dead. <laughs> Let the doors be locked! Treachery, sing it out! It is here, Hamlet! Hamlet, thou art slain. Oh. No medicine in the world can do thee good. In thee there is no half an hour of life. The treacherous... Instrument is in my hand, unbated and envenomed. The foul practice has turned itself on me. Though here I lie, never to rise again. My mother's poisoned. I can no more. The king! The king's to blame! Treason! Treason! Oh, who just got stabbed? Ah, sir. The point. What? And then I'm to do. Then I'm to thy work. No way. No way. No way. I thought about doing I am but hurt. Insidious, murderous, damned dame. Drink off this potion. Is thy union here? Follow my mother. Come! Done. Got him? He is justly served. It is a poison tempered by himself. Poison? Exchange forgiveness with me, noble Hamlet. Wait, what did he just do? Wait, but is it too late? No. <laughs> but is it? But at least he what? Did revenge work for Laertes? No, he says, I am justly killed by my own device. Revenge ended up killing who? Himself. The poison that he had for Hamlet ended up poisoning who? Himself. So, and Hamlet. And Claudius. And Mom. And and Osric gets stabbed. So now we have five more in ten minutes. And the guards. All the guards. There was a lot of death. A lot of death. Poison. I'm going to ask you in a few minutes, what's the poison in this family? Right? Not yet. Not yet. But I wanted to point out, Hamlet led with forgiveness. And what did, a few minutes later, what did Laertes realize? I need to do that. I need to. So he does it before he dies. At least he got it. Fair enough. Mine and my father's death come not upon thee, nor thine on me. Heaven make thee free of it. Yeah, heaven make thee free of it, right? I follow thee.
Look at these, he's walking in. Ah, carnage, right? Here we go, last lines for Hamlet. Page 352, or 51, sorry, 351. Oh, wretched queen. Huh. Not to you. Yep. You that look pale and tremble at this chance that are but mute saw audience to this act had I but time as this fell sergeant death is stripped in his breast oh I could tell you but let it be Horatio let it be. I am dead thou livest report me and my cause aright to the unsatisfied never believe it I am more an antique Roman than a day. Yes, yet, liquor left. Has that a man give me the cup? Let go! By heaven! No, awkward pause. <laughs> Lair, his friend Horatio is about to kill himself. He's so overwhelmed, right? How many people are dead? He's like, Hamlet's gonna die. I, I'm out of here. He's about to drink the poison, and what does Hamlet do? No! His own friend's about to kill himself, and is there a reason to stay alive, even in all that carnage? Yes, there is. Hamlet goes from Act 1, wanting to take his own life, to Act 5, saving somebody else's. Yeah? That's huge. That's huge. All right. Oh, God, what a wounded name. Things standing thus unknown shall live behind me. If thou didst ever hold me in my heart, absent thee from felicity a while, and in this harsh world draw thy breath in pain to tell my story. What warlike noise is this? Young Fortinbras, with conquest come from Poland. To the ambassadors of England gives this warlike volley. I die, Horatio. The potent poison quite o'ercrows my spirit. I cannot live to hear the news from England, but I do prophesy the Election lights on Fortin Brass. He hath my dying voice to tell him with your currents more and less which have solicited the rest is. Now cracks the noble heart. Good night, sweet prince, and flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. Where's the drum coming?
Where is this site? Page 354. Here's the end. Last lines. I'd love you to catch them. I have some rights of memory in this kingdom, which now to claim, my vantage doth invite me. Of that, I shall have also cause to speak. But from his mouth, whose voice will draw on more, but let this same be presently performed. Even while men's minds are wild, lest more mischance on plots and errors happen. Let four captains bear Hamlet like a soldier to the stage. For he was likely, had he been put on, to approve most royally. And for his passage, the soldier's music, the rites of war, speak loudly for him. Take up the body. Here we go. Such a sight as this becomes the field. But here, she was much amiss. Look at that. Go. Bid the soldiers shoot.
give it up, come on. You can turn the lights on. lot going on there in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> you could probably listen to that, but we'll sing that right now. Got just about 20, 25 minutes left to process. I got plenty of things to chat about, but what are anybody have an initial response or thought to just watching that all unfold at the end there, or watching again? Yeah, go ahead. Why did Ostrich? Ostrich. Why did he die? Why did they fight? Yeah, do you remember at the end, at the, at the beginning, I put next to Ostrich. What is it? Collateral damage. Did he have to die? No. No. They just get stabbed. Yeah. Now, it's not necessarily in the text that he dies, but it's likely that he would with a warlike volley, and he's a messenger, so he probably got stabbed or told to go in or at gunpoint or something like that. But I like Brownell's interpretation. The guy didn't have to die, but he does because of all this craziness, right? Other questions or thoughts? Yeah. Um. He honors Hamlet as a king who he has conquered. So it's cool. Like, yeah, he would have been a great king. I would have liked to have met him face to face in a real battle, but that was easy. You know, like, I love that visual. He literally walks up, grabs the crown, and just puts it on his head and sits on the throne. How hard was that? And the fact that the soldiers were like pointing the guns at like all the dead people, yeah. like they were really going to fight back. I know. It's like, yeah, that, it's just it's, it was so easy, right? There's just death everywhere. They they all destroyed themselves. So the ambassador from England. Yeah, comes in. And he's like, yeah, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. What the heck, you know? That's a famous line. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Like it's like, why did they even have to die? Did they even have to die? No. They just got caught. Yeah, they got don't meddle in affairs that you shouldn't be meddling in and. Watch out for just, like, they, they were just obeying, 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 obeying an evil king. And look what it got him. But we can assume that Horatio doesn't die? Horatio doesn't die. Good. He doesn't die. Right. So? Nope, Horatio doesn't die. Yeah, he, that's he part of the, that's a, yeah, so that's part of the thing is, Hamlet says, stay alive. There's a reason to stay alive. Tell my story. Tell my story. Which, by the way, how's the story? It's a good one. We're still telling it how many years later. But really, what is the story that he's going to tell? Of his, like, not proven. 
Yeah, is it worth going around telling people that revenge doesn't work and we need to pursue forgiveness? Is it worth telling a story about our need for grace and mercy? Is it worth telling a story that poison destroys families? See what's going on? What's the story that he's going to tell? He's going to be telling the gospel. <laughs> is that worth staying alive to tell? Yeah, to live is Christ, to die is gain. But if we've got a reason to live, which is revenge destroys us, there's poison, there's toxicity in our culture and our families that is destroying us. We need grace. We need forgiveness. We need love. We need good communication. We need to protect the vulnerable. This is a story worth telling, isn't it? And in some respects, that's the story that Hollywood keeps trying to tell in those really powerful movies that it's trying to create so many times over. These are the stories that are worth telling. Yeah, it's a, it's a line in the play. Yeah, it go, it, yeah it's like, why doesn't he realize that there should be no reason for anything? Wait, doesn't he want to kill him because he killed his dad? Yeah, he's, he's getting revenge oh, on his dad. Okay. It's it's because of his dad. But at the same time, remember even that? Like, does he even really like his dad? No. no. So, like, what are we doing? Does that make sense? Like, I think we've got that one. If someone to do, if someone were, to, we had Ophelia's perspective. If you got Laertes' perspective. My hunch is that Laertes has believed a lot of lies from his dad about Hamlet and the fear and all that kind of stuff. I think he's realizing, you know, actually, Hamlet's kind of a cool guy. Like, what am I doing? You know, like. Why did their dad like hate Hamlet originally? Like from yeah. the onset, like at the beginning. That's a backstory. Like Do we have that backstory? No, we don't. And remember, we talked about that though. That may not necessarily be about Hamlet. That might be more about who? Himself, right? I mean, he's, he's got two, probably very likely two bastard children from prostitutes. Why is Polonius even at the castle? Because, like, he's really annoying. Everybody told him to shut up at least I once. Know. So, like, why That's his job. He's, he's in the secret council. So he's, just, he's basically, like, you know, the FBI of the castle. But, like, was he there when, like, the first Hamlet was there? Because, Probably. like, Hamlet Jr. doesn't seem to like him at all, and he usually goes <laughs> along with what his dad thought. It'd be a so great backstory. Someone could write the, the backstory on their family. Right? I mean, these two families are just so enmeshed, and they've collided. Right? And, and especially with Ophelia. Right? He wants to marry her. He loves her. It's like, even if Polonius wanted Hamlet's position. Yeah. He'd still kind of get that position if he let his daughter marry the prince. Do, his whole, he wants power. He gets so much more power if he would just let his daughter become queen. You know, like, come on, dude. dude you have it's, no it's responsibility like, and you get every you get all that access. It's like he knew what Claudius like, did, like, killing the king. So then, like, Claudius is like, you know, like, you need to stay around or else you're going to tell people. So yeah, I like, think there's some of that. Yeah. Claudius doesn't even really like him either. We'll do one, two, yeah. Let's keep it as one large group discussion. We'll break it down in a second. Yeah. Um, so, when the... Come on. Fools are talking in the Yeah. Um, it's like I've been working for 30 years. I started when you were born. Yeah. Hamlet is 30? That's the thing. 
There's a, you know how authors need to get those details figured out? This is one of those where people don't know what to do with it. This is one of those lapses potentially in a detail from Shakespeare where he's got him saying that Hamlet's 30, but really he's in college. Because is he in college? He's coming back from Wittenberg. So he's a 30-year-old college student. That's just weird. Does that make sense? So we don't know what to do with it. I go with the whole college thing. Um, that's kind of where I lean into it. just makes so much more sense that he's, but he's like, He's like 22 well, or 18. Married when he was 30. Just you know, based on the time holding the Is there any you compromise, though, that maybe time passed by? Or? You, may, maybe. I, that's a lot of time. It's Some eight years. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's like, look, 26. Went to college a little bit later. Yeah. And what they usually no, say is that Oswick is getting. They say that the, that's Oswick. They say that the fool, the gravedigger, is getting his math wrong. That's what people usually go with. I mean, I've read a whole bunch of stuff on this. And they're just like, oops. <laughs> you know, it's like an author who just like, I oh, should have said 20, not 30. You know, like, oh well. Does that make sense? So it is what it is. But yeah, nice catch. Nice catch. Yeah. So do we think Hamlet actually loved her? I don't know. That's the thing. I, it makes you wonder. If he really loved her, why would he mess with her like that? And also, like, he was upset that she died. Then he's, then he moves on. Like he just had to. Like you don't really get. He didn't have the opportunity to grieve. He didn't have that. Opportunity. There is that. He didn't have a chance to grieve. But at the same time, at the same time. It's all about honor. But he, at one point in the fight, he says, "Like I'm all here except for my heart." Okay, and that's great. I mean, we could go back and forth on this one. I think the big one is: Does Claudius really love Gertrude? I mean, he might, but does he really love her? He would. He wouldn't. He wouldn't kill her if he loved her. He doesn't love her a lot. He just loves her like enough to like marry he her. He uses her. And then he's like, oh, you got poisoned. Okay. But with uh, with Hamlet, I I'm I go back to the Getty to a nunnery piece. Like, if he really loved her, could he have made it a little easier for her to know? Like, could he have brought her into the thing? But then would she be trustworthy with her dad? If if she loved. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. So I, I agree. It's tricky. And she did give like those letters to her dad to read. I mean, if she really loved Hamlet, would she be giving her father the letters from him? I yeah. That, that's where this is so complex, isn't it? It's really well, complex. She's like a baby. She doesn't know what to do. She's wrong. It's a bummer. So yeah, but that's part of the tragedy, right? Part of the tragedy here is like, did he really love her? Or maybe, maybe he's just all emotional right there, and he's kind of. He wants to one-up Laertes, and so he's all like, hey, I can cry harder than you. You know, he could be doing that for show, you know? Uh, Who knows? Uh, Who knows? Lots of options. That wasn't so stupid, though. Like, it was... Okay, hey, we got 15 minutes. Let me do two more things just as your teacher, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay? I want you to take a minute in your book. So grab your book. Somewhere in the book, find a blank page at the end or the back cover or the inside cover. Work with a partner, okay? And so ready? What's the poison in the play? Make a nice big list. Go. Poison. What destroyed these, these people, these families? Right? I mean, literally, literally you have Hamlet's dad dying of poison, Hamlet's mom dying of poison, Hamlet dying of poison, Laertes dies of poison, right? Yeah, Claude. Okay, so 
What's the poison in the play? Ready, set, go. And then we're going to share in just a second. Okay? Poison. Let's go. It's gonna be crazy. Be a rough battle, right? Yeah. Oh. Motivational speech. They walk in. Okay, you got three minutes to make his figure out as much poison in the play. Work with someone next to you. I'll be right back. We got the song, and then we're gonna talk about it. And then we'll wrap it up. As much poison as you can think of. What? What is toxic to friendships, relationships, love, marriage?
Alright, are we ready? What's the poison in the play? What's the poison? Okay, my everybody, let's, let's go. Yep, Owen. Yeah, give me one and play a little bit. Well, the main one is, I would say, revenge. Revenge. Okay, so ready? If you get bit by a rattlesnake, what can you go do? Get what? Anti-venom. Right? Right? You can get anti-venom. So if, if the poison is revenge, right, Owen? What's the antidote? Forgiveness. Forgiveness, right? Forgiveness. Good. But revenge, you guys, if we try to get back at people in our homes for what they do to us, you get back at mom and dad, get back at your brother and sister, or get back at your boyfriend or girlfriend. When we say get back at them, that's what revenge is. Trying to dole out your own personal justice system. Is God anti-revenge, actually? This is what surprises a lot of Christians. He's not anti-revenge. He's not anti-justice. He wants justice served. What does he say? I got it. Yeah, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He doesn't say don't get revenge. He says let me get revenge, which is a little awkward, actually. Right? Like, let me take care of it. Why does God want to be the one who takes care of doling out the justice? Yeah, because when we try to do it, we what? We'll screw it up. We'll screw it up. Everybody got that? So let's just let be. Let God take care of the justice. And Willie. And Kenny. He already what? He already did on the cross. Now, if you don't want that to be justice, you can join some other religion. <laughs> no offense, but right, you can go with Islam or something else. But in Christianity, God already doled out all of the justice on the cross. So if you try to get justice on what someone did against you, you are asking for double justice. You're asking for a double punishment for them because they've already, it's already been paid for. Everybody got that? So what about like the white throne judgment in um, Revelation? I love that. So you're going to go up there and you're going to get judged and Jesus is going to be like, I got it. But people who aren't Christians. People who aren't in Christ, they're going to have to deal with what? All their own stuff. Mm -hmm. That's going to stink. Wow. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Owen. What's another poison? Let's go. Yes. Mechaluto. Greed. Come on. Yes. How is greed toxic to this story? Yeah, he wants power. He's greedy for power. Right? I would, can we say ambition in there? Now, is ambition necessarily bad? No, but when you add greedy ambition to the mix, then it really gets sour. Um, what's an antidote to greed? If that's toxic, if that's poison, that'll poison your family. Huh? Generosity. What? I uh, thank you. I was gonna say both of those. Generosity and contentment. Can we be content, right, with what we've got? God will supply all of your needs. I think it's interesting. It's not bad to be wealthy. It's bad to hoard your wealth. <laughs> it's not bad to be powerful. It's bad to use your power for yourself, right? So thank you for that one, Macaluso. Good. 
Let's get another one out there. Yeah. Pride. Toxic. 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 Pride is poison. Yep. <laughs> Enough said, right? Like, so what's the antidote to pride? We could say humility. We could say humility, but then let's make sure we understand what that is. Because the antidote doesn't mean that you like are self-deprecating. No. Pride is when you don't give credit where credit is due. Fair enough? You take ownership for things that you didn't accomplish, per se, or you don't give credit for the ability given to you by God to accomplish the task. Fair enough? So if you're the best rock climber, <laughs> or you're the best soccer player, or you're the best singer, or you're the best actor, is it okay to be the best? Yeah, the problem is, is that if you take pride in your ability without giving who credit for that ability? God. Does that make sense? Or when you do what? <coughs> Use it to do what? Make yourself better than others and put them down with that. So you become elitist or egocentric. Nothing wrong with being the best. I actually think that God hopes you will be the best at what you can be. He just wants you to give him credit, <laughs> right? And also doesn't want you to put other people down. Fair enough? Good. And it, did we get the end of that? Yes, another one. Uh, Poison. I think secrecy. What was that? Secrecy. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. Think that, like, it's to him a mirror. Um, that his father was murdered. So if he just told somebody, if he just told people, then they would have got rid of all Potentially. Or Claudius would have tried to kill him. But yeah. maybe if he found a way, like, the secrecy in all of this created, there's, there's no transparency, there's no openness, there's no vulnerability. That is toxic. Right? And Claudius yeah. tried to kill him anyway. So. Exactly. He was going to try and do it anyways, yeah. Deceit. Deceit. Lying. Just straight up lies, right? Like, lying is toxic. I can tell you, I've shared in my philosophy classes, I had a, a habit of lying. It brings death. <laughs> Cut that one out right now in your life if you can. Right, it took me way too long. So glad by God's grace to be past all that. Toxic, toxic, toxic. Yeah. Ignorance, right? Yeah, just ignorance. Foolishness. Look at Polonius. It's toxic. Foolishness. Yeah. Basically the fruit of the flesh. Yeah, the fruit of the flesh. Instead of the fruit of the spirit, we've got the fruit of the flesh. Sin brings death. It's toxic. I just love the, I love calling it poison, you guys. It kills things, right? One or two more, and then I gotta end with a bang here, yeah. Deceit. Huh? Deceit. Yeah, the deceit, the lies, but the intent, I think there's lying as well, but you guys are saying like the intentional trying to deceit, deceive people so they don't catch it versus just trying to protect yourself, right? There's both of those, yeah. Just there, the ignorance and the arrogance of the fact that, oh, yeah, we don't have to worry about that guy out there. It's no big deal. He's not being a king. He's not ruling his kingdom, right? It's horrifying. Yeah? Would you say, like, distraction would be? Like, yeah, I think it goes like with that. Totally.
I think the distraction is great. We have so much in our lives that distract us from connecting with Christ and connecting with each other. Cell phones are morally neutral, but they can be really distracting. Or anything can from what really matters in regards to connecting with people in an authentic way. Right? One or two more. I, I do need to wrap it up. Yep. Indecision. Yes! Lack of decision. Lack of, you know, initiative. Right? Passivity can be really toxic. It can really... But we, we ask for forgiveness of the things we've done, but also the things we haven't done that we should have done. Right? All right, we gotta wrap it up. Ready? Parting shot, exclamation point on the play here. What happens if we're not gonna be authentic parents and God commands our children to obey us? What do we do? Children, obey your parents. That is a command from God. What happens when your parents are filled with poison and you obey them? What happened to the kids in the play? Yeah, interesting, right? So if you're going to disobey, <laughs> disobedience brings death, right? Now, if you're going to obey your parents, hopefully they're obeying who? God, right? That's the design. It's a good design. At the very least, though, remember, we've got to obey who? God. I appreciate that sentiment, though. Right? See you guys. Have a great day. Take care. Powerful. Powerful play. Um, I had a question about the Epiphany Project. Yes, Epiphany Project. So I had, like, a minimum requirement thing, so it would be, like, like, what do you mean by that? Like, is that yeah, just when like I look at the piece of paper, if it's filled up uh-huh. and has those three things on it, okay. I tell, I can tell that you got, you are marking an epiphany. I give you credit. Right. Keeping it really simple, but you can fill it up and have fun with it. You know, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Right. Does that work? So it just like has to have like those things and. It needs to be filled. The page needs to be filled, right. and then the, the the quote, the verse, and uh, I think it was an explanation, brief explanation. Oh, prop, the prop. That represents it. Okay. So like it could be the poison cup and Hamlet's like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Oh my gosh! Holy cow! Holy. She looks like a flower, which is really cool. Nice job. Oh really so this is really random. I'm sorry. I'm working on this new writing project. Would you be willing to read like the first ten pages when I'm done? No. Just tell me what you think, please. When's it due? It's just on my own. Oh yeah, I would love to help. Like if it was due tomorrow, sorry. No, no, no. Well, I would love to read more of your writing. You are Thanks. a gifted writer. It's a lot of Thanks. play. So that pleasures. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. It's a lot of play. Yeah. Happy to read a page. Send it along. Oh my gosh.